Welcome to Counterthought, a podcast conserving America's freedom, culture, and values. This is Brian Kletter, the creator and host of the podcast. You can engage with the podcast on Instagram at counter underscore thought or at Counterthought CEO and on our Facebook page, Counterthought Podcast. For audio versions of the podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. And for video versions of the podcast, join us on YouTube at the Counterthought channel. Let's go. With the latest CPI numbers being released this week, the Biden administration continues to struggle with inflation, which continues to plague us, the American people. The inflation has continued to rise the entire life of his presidency since January of 2021. But the Biden administration is reluctant to do the things necessary and accept the blame necessary to account for the inflation that we are experiencing. What is it going to take for them to finally get this under control? Welcome to another episode of Counterthought. So I must admit, I did not record this episode after the CPI numbers are released. I know at the the day that the CPI numbers are released for July of 2022, that is when this episode is available. So I do not have the latest data, but what I will say and remind you is that <clears throat> the consumer price index through last month, through June of 2022, for June of 2022, year over year, was 9.1%. That was an increase of the previous month, I believe, for May of 2022, which was around 8.4, The inflation has been at seven or above since December of last year. So we are now at seven or above for eight straight months. In the Biden administration, or during the life of the Biden administration, the consumer price index continues to climb. But the Biden administration does not accept blame for this. The Democrat Party does not accept blame for this, even though they are in power within the legislative and the executive branches of our government. <clears throat> they will, however, accept praise whenever anything good happens, like if gas prices go down for a, a couple of weeks or something like that. They'll, they'll say, that, hey, yeah, we did that. But then when gas prices were inflating and got to about 475 nationally, no, 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 you know, no responsibility there. It was the Putin price hike. However, Russia, you know, is like only 8% of our, of our oil. And we've since found out that through the strategic oil reserves and the release of some of the oil th from that, which is reserved for wartime and, you know, more important things, Biden and Actually, his administration actually shipped oil over to, to China, you know, an adversarial country. So the Biden administration continues all, or actually all that they have done so far is just slow walk the response to inflation. Now, I'm not unreasonable. I know that when the pandemic was, was easing up, when Biden took office, you know, in January of 2021, that the supply and demand of our country, that the supply chain of our country is not just U.S. only, right? There are numerous countries that feed us goods that we then as Americans consume. 
So we are not just the, you know, like a, a standalone country. Not everything is produced here. So yeah, the other countries and their response varied, other, their response to the pandemic varied from our response. So I'll give it to, you know, I'll be forgiving to an extent to the administration that, hey, you know, they couldn't control necessarily every aspect of our supply chain. However, there are things that could have been done in America to improve the supply chain. You know, it was well documented, well publicized that Pete Buttigieg, the Secretary of, of Transportation here for the Biden administration, was asleep at the wheel, pardon the pun, with our supply chain. There were numerous stories going on for, I think, about a couple of weeks, maybe even a month earlier this year, talking about how the the goods were not able to be brought off of the cargo ships that were coming into um, the California ports in Southern California. You know, you may have remember seeing images of of hundreds of boats just being, well, not docked, but, you know, dropping anchor and just chilling out there in the Pacific Ocean, waiting to be able to come in and drop off drop off their their containers but it was said that you know there's only one i think port within la and maybe one nationwide that was operating 24 hours that it wasn't even operating at full capacity so there was no way with the the workers that we didn't have enough workers to be able to unload all of that cargo to unload all of those goods so that blocked up bottlenecked the supply chain and then, you know, we suffered for it. Prices sh- shot up. You know, the, the demand was there, but the supply was not. And why did we not have enough workers? We didn't have enough workers because there were, you know, policies put in place, recommendations put in place from our government that restricted the individuals who could come to work. And then individual states in their response, like in this case in California, had restrictions on who could report to work, you know, whether or not you were <clears throat> vaccinated or not. So we couldn't, we refused to get out of our own way, even though the pandemic should have come and gone by then. And also not to mention, or don't forget, I should say, don't forget about the, the bill that was passed into law in March of 2021 that injected trillions of dollars into our economy so now like the standard you know reason for inflation happening is too much money chasing too few goods so after injecting about six trillion dollars into our economy when we had to when we brought it to a halt in 2020 during the end of trump's presidency instead of just letting it restart and saying hey that's enough money being put into our economy let's let's stop there we decided to go for, or the Biden administration decided to go for another $3 trillion, I believe it was, in March of 2021. And then that got added into to the cycle of our economy. And the Biden administration and the Fed and everything else, you know, they, they said that inflation was transitory. It turns out it's not. <laughs> turns out it's not. They talked about, you know, there was going to be just maybe a little blip here and then it will come down. Janet Yellen now was on record saying that she did not factor in accurately the the impact of, you know, the supply chain coming from factoring in from other countries, you know, like their, their components, their, their piece of the puzzle for our supply chain. 
Jerome Powell, the Federal Reserve Chair, is on record now saying that he was wrong about inflation. You know, now that we've been experiencing eight months of of seven plus percent year over year, starting again in, in December of 2021. So the experts got it wrong. Our administration has it wrong. The Federal Reserve finally, going back maybe I think two months now, started to increase interest rates to make it more expensive, a higher interest rate for banks to to borrow money from one another. And we've seen now mortgage rates go up a little go up a little bit. At one point, you know, we were sub three, I believe was the national average at one point. Real estate was skyrocketing. And now you're seeing real estate come down a little bit and the mortgage rates are going up. Right now, the national average, I checked just before recording this, and it was around national average for about $175,000 mortgage. And the assumption is that your credit score is about 700 is 5.85%, which is like a quarter percent increase from the previous week. But the Biden administration continues to advocate for more spending. They believe in this modern monetary theory that, hey, you know, you can spend however much money you want. You know, it's just it's just digital dollars. You know, it's not going to cause any type of inflation or anything like that. Because the Senate over this past weekend, you may have heard, passed the passed as they call it, the <laughs> the Inflation Reduction Act. I mean, talk about like talk about politics, right? Calling it the Inflation Reduction Act when what this bill is supposed to do, what they say it is going to do, is generate $768 billion of revenue for our federal government over the next 10 years. Our GDP is between four to $6 trillion annually. And you're talking about generating on average about $76 billion. Excuse me? You're talking about thousandths of a percent. I mean, it's laughable. And the Congressional Budget Office, which is a nonpartisan group within within our government, says that actually it's this bill is going to have a negligible effect on inflation. But yet they want you to believe that it's going to have a positive effect on inflation, that it's going to bring down the numbers because that's why they're calling it the Inflation Reduction Act. But yet the CBO nonpartisan said, you know, hey, it's it's actually going to not do a whole bunch of anything, good or bad. So it seems like it is just it is just a game to either the, the Democrats that are in power to this Biden administration, or if you want to go a little further, further, I guess, to the right, a little further more with a conspiracy, you could say that this is part of their plan to do this, this great reset across the world, this globalism. And the argument there is the fact that they want, they want this modern monetary theory. They want our economy to get to a place to where the American people are basically having to cave under the thumb, the pressure being put down upon us from inflation and everything else in order for us to then have to give in to what the government wants us to do. Now, again, that's like way in in the conspiracy realm and everything like that. 
a lot of activity has been happening and I've, I've even talked about some of these on like on Instagram lives and things like that. But that is, that is like the, again, like the conspiracy realm, but the Biden administration wholeheartedly believes in this modern monetary theory. Prominent Democrats believe in this modern monetary theory. Senator Elizabeth Warren believes in this. She was advocating for more spending even when about a, even when the, $3 $3 trillion deal last year was, was passed saying like, Oh, you know, that's not enough. That's not enough. You know, we need to spend more money. We need to tax people even more. One of the aspects of this infrastructure, I mean, inflation reduction act that was passed over this past weekend talks about $80 billion going to the IRS in order to fund estimated 80,000 new IRS agents. Now, it is said that these IRS agents are going to be targeting these large companies who are not paying their, quote, fair share. But I've heard a counter argument to say, well, th- all these corporations are going to have so, are going to have the resources necessary to have these tax attorneys and everything else and the accountants and everybody that would be involved in fighting like an audit. And it's not actually going to be these big corporations that these new IRS agents are going to, these same IRS agents that will then outnumber the number of Marines we have in our military, the number of uh, employees of the FBI, and I believe the DOJ combined, that what in turn is going to happen is that these new agents are then going to be seeking us, we the people, you know, the lower middle class, middle class, upper middle class, us, those of us who are not making above $400,000. You know, the same people that they've promised you know, will not experience any new taxes if you make under $400,000. But inflation's a tax. They never talk about that, though. No, no, no. They never talk about inflation being a tax. Inflation is a tax on everyone. Part of that blame game that the Democrats are continue to, to, to say and the Biden administration continue to say is that there is price gouging, you know, like deliver, deliberate price gouging at the pump looking at the the numbers and the the profit margins and everything else for these oil companies and gas companies and and the like same with shipping companies and and so on and so forth and there could be a little bit of that going on um, but it's not the full reason of why we've been dealing with plus seven percent inflation since december of 2021 i mean if you look at the this chart and table here that i'm about to show that i'm going to show you here on the screen I mean, you can see it. It's clear as day. This first one, the table, January of 2021, when Biden came into office, 1.4%, this far left column, this is the overall inflation year over year. So from January 2020 to January 2021, we're at 1.4%. February 2021, 1.7%. March, 26 Then in April 2021, after that bill was passed in March, again, like the $3 trillion, the Save America plan, 4.2%, May 2021, that's when we hit five. Then we stayed five or above all the way until September of 2021. October 2021, we jumped it to six. December 2021, we jumped to seven. And we have been above 7% for eight straight months and above eight for four straight months, and I believe we're going to be above eight again because I recorded this before the latest numbers were released on Wednesday. I believe we're going to be above eight again for July 2022. 
And then if you look at this chart, this is over the last 20 years, this is showing the overall inflation. I mean, you can see going over the last 20 years to, to June of 2022, we were at just 1.1%. We peaked in June of 2000 or August 2008, July of 2008, sorry, with the, you know, the housing market crash in that recession. That's what the gray shaded area is. It indicates a recession by the Bureau of Economic Research. We're at 5.6% there. So even in that great recession, even in the recession of 20 of 2008, we only hit 5.6% inflation. However, come over here to the right hand side and you can see, and I just detailed it going through that table last month for June of 2022, we're at 9.1% inflation. And we are in a recession, depending on how you define it, right? Depending on how you define it. But if you take the, the standard definition of recession, two quarters of negative GDP, we are there. So not only are we experiencing record high inflation, highest inflation seen in the last 40 years, we are also now in a recession. And the Biden administration cannot get a handle on this. They cannot get a handle in their messaging. They cannot get a handle in their policies. And I argue that they are purposely doing this. That they are purposefully doing this. Because again, they subscribe to this modern monetary theory where you can never have too much money. But as we, we are seeing, as we spend more money, as we print more money, as we create more money, whatever you want to call it, as we are injecting trillions of trillions of dollars into our economy, we are suffering more and more inflation. And yeah, like I said at the beginning, sure, there are certain elements of it that, that factor in, such as you know supply and demand in the supply chain and so on and so forth. But we are a good year to year and a half out of this pandemic. We didn't need the $3 trillion. There are billions upon billions, I believe even trillions of dollars that have not been used from the $6 trillion that was passed in 2020. We did not need the extra three that was passed in March of 2021. And we surely don't need this infrastructure plan, which is passed purely for, for political purposes which is another 768 raised. However, we are paying and doling out money for this new IRS agents. We're going to be um, doling out money for incentives and everything for the green initiatives and so on and so forth. All of these uh, subsidies that are going to be handed out. We do not need more money put into our economy. What we need is we need to stop spending we do need to bring things back to the U.S. to be manufactured here. So we do not need to rely on, on other countries who could be handling a response to a pandemic or could have something else going on inside their country that we don't have any true control over, true direct control over, which you know could then impact our, our supply chain. I think I've talked about that before. We need to produce as much as possible here in the United States. And if that inflates the cost a little bit or increases the cost from what we're used to, then 
I guess for security reasons and, and, and other things, we need to still produce those products here in this country, or at least make sure, make sure if we are relying upon other countries, do our best to make sure that those are with allies of ours and not adversaries. I mean, did you ever see the list of how many products that we products, medicines, everything else that we rely on from China? China under President G under President Z she sorry struggled there is not our friend under Putin in Russia they are not our friend we relied about on eight percent of our of our oil coming from Russia China we rely on billions upon billion dollars annually for goods coming from China you know and a lot of that comes from capitalism and and so on and so forth but we need to bring as many things back here. That's what I believe to be produced here, to be manufactured here, to be grown here as we can. That is something that we can do for our own security, not only national security, but also fiscal security. But the Biden administration, again, refuses to, to truly accept blame for the part that they have played in the inflation that we are dealing with. Inflation is a tax on all of us. 9%, they want to tout wage growth and how unemployment is low. Well, un unemployment is low because less people are in the labor market. They want to tout the job growth. Well, these jobs are still replacing the ones that existed prior to the pandemic. And they want to talk about wages growing. Well, the average wage growth is not 9% like it is for our inflation. So let's say you got your typical, let's say at your job, you get a 2% raise for inflation. And let's say you got a performance bonus of like another 2%. So you get a 4% raise from last year to this year. Well, as I've said, we've been above 7% inflation since December, 2021. Going back, we've been above six since about September or October of 2021. So even though you got that raise, you're not seeing any true additional dollars added to your bank account, to your paycheck, because we are experiencing inflation above what you got as your raise, your 4%. So don't believe the lie of wage growth. Your wages, unless they're above current inflation, you're not earning any more money than you did the previous year or, or the year before that. So this Biden administration, they refuse to take blame. They want to spend, 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 if a number comes down in this inflation calculation, then they take credit for that. But then once it spins back up and increases, then it's someone else's fault. I talked about this in a previous episode, this Biden administration and Biden himself refused to take blame for all these things that are going on in our country. All the negative things. And you can say, yeah, that's politics. But I believe that they truly believe that it's not their fault. They truly believe it's not their fault. And then you add into that politics and add that into the mix, then they are going to truly believe that it's not their fault because they cannot risk admitting fault for fear that they're going to lose their own supporters, members of their political base. So as we are experiencing another month of high inflation, Again, we've been above seven since December, above six since September, above five, I believe it was, since May of last year, 2021. 
we are continuing as the American people, we are the ones who are suffering the most. And we will continue to suffer as long as the Biden administration and the Democrats in Congress continue to want to spend more and more money. They don't believe this, but it is shown to be true inflation that you continue to inject more money into the economy. Inflation is going to stay high. If I had to guess, if I had to look into my crystal ball, looking into the next year, let's say year and a half going through the, through the end of Biden's first term, next two years, I guess one year, one year to two years, our fiscal, like fiscal policy for the United States is either going to stay right around where it is, or it's going to get worse. It's going to stay right where it is, or it's going to get worse. Now, one thing that we can do, right, as as conservatives, as maybe independents, libertarians, you know, independent leaning to the right, libertarian leaning to the right, conservatives, just Republican, whatever, wherever you fall, one thing we can do, one thing we can do is put, is win back the House, give the Republicans the majority in the House, do not vote third party, win the majority in the House to at least stymie the efforts of the Democrats and the Biden administration for the last half, the second half of his presidency. Otherwise, again, I think that we're just going to either stay where we are or it's going to continue to get worse. And we don't want it to continue to get worse because regardless of how, because even though it, regardless of what may happen, the administration is not going to accept responsibility. So what we can do to, to put a stop to this or to put a pause, to put a cork into the hole or the holes that are cracking in the dam is to win back the house. If we can also win the Senate, make Biden a lame duck president so that the fiscal policy of this country cannot continue to worsen. We have been dealing with this inflation again for over a year now. We've been above 4% for more than a year. And inflation is a tax on everyone. So regardless of how much money you have or how little you have, all of us are affected by this inflation now and continuing into the future. Thank you for listening to Counterthought, a podcast conserving America's freedom, culture, and values. Remember to subscribe and like or rate the podcast on your podcast app or on YouTube and engage with the podcast on Instagram at counter underscore thought at Counterthought CEO or on Facebook at Counterthought Podcast.